<laughs> amen, amen. Let, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. We lift up our hearts and our minds and our ears to hear from you because we know you will do it again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn your Bible to the first uh, Corinthians, the fifth. Second Corinthians, fifth chapter, seventh verse. And you may have your seats. God bless you. We're in a series called uh, the Faith Manual, and we are on four. The four types of faith we're going to talk about today, but we're going to do a quick review. Everybody got your um, your um, notes? Amen. 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 So let's read it together. So we are what? Always confident. We are what? Always confident. I'm confident, man. I'm confident. What? Knowing that while we are at what? Home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. So as long as I'm in the body, I'm absent from the Lord. But man, I am confident in God. Got it? For we do what? We walk by faith, not by sight. Let's say it together. What do we do? We walk by faith, not by sight. Now the word means walk by faith. Really it means we walk by faith in God. Okay? We walk by faith because you're walking by faith uh, every day. Faith is just a part of who you are. All right? So whatever you believe in, that's faith. You got it? Anything you believe in before it happens, that's faith. Like when you get up in the morning and say, I'm going to have a bad day, that's faith. All right? Or I'm a good day, that's faith. Everybody's walking by faith. All right? So since we are faith creatures, we put our faith in God. Somebody say, in God. In you got it? We put our faith in God. So in chapter 1, we said faith in God is faith is required for relationship with God. Okay, so you can't have a relationship with God without faith in him, all right? You can't have it. Number two, faith is putting complete trust in God, meaning I can see your faith by your obedience. A complete trust in God, meaning in God's word, you're going to put your complete trust in God. This is very important for anybody who wants to walk with God, have an exciting walk with God. It's got to be by faith. You've got to understand faith. You have to understand the nuances of faith. You've got to get all into faith. You've got to incorporate faith. You've got to eat faith. You've got to love faith. You've got to embrace faith. you just got to walk in faith because this is the part or required relationship with God, all right? Or you'll just walk around dull, you know, just like whatever, because you're not walking by faith, all right? You got it? Amen. And faith comes by hearing the word of God. Faith always comes by hearing. I can tell you, you can come in here and think you look good. I can, I can sit here and say, you know, hey, you look bad today. All of a sudden, if you take that in, that's faith. Amen. You left home thinking you look good, but you ran into me, faith come by hearing. <laughs> right? Now, have, have you ever left the house and say, I'm going to have a great day today? And then you get to, get to the job and you run into certain people, and then all of a sudden, because you let them get to you, right, it changed your whole outlook on the, on, on the day. Isn't that powerful? All right, so faith is very, very important that you keep it in God. You got it? Faith comes by hearing. Always remember, faith comes by hearing, so watch around, watch who you hang out with, and watch, you, watch what you're listening to. You got it? Because faith's going to come. Remember, when people are talking to you, faith is coming all the time. When people are telling you something, faith is coming. All right? You got it? Amen. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. So you want to, that's why you come here, man. That's why you go to life group. That's why you open up your Bible, because you want to continually hear the word of God, because faith is coming when you hear that word of God. Oh, got it? In chapter 2, we talk about faith in Christ. We said faith in Christ saves us. means it's by God's grace he gives us salvation and faith. All right? So I don't, I'm not earning my salvation. Christ has earned my salvation. So all, by faith, I'm just walking in whatever he says, because faith 
believes God's word, right? So God can tell me I'm holy and I'm, walking, I'm, I'm acting unholy. God's always going to talk to you based upon how he's made you, not where you are. Always remember that, all right? So you can say, you talking to me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah, I'm talking to you, right? right? And like, it's like, okay, let me give an example. You're walking around and you're having a bad day. Somebody said, you're having a good day. You talking to me? See, I'm talking about what you should be doing and not what you are doing. So God always talks to us about how he sees us, how he made us, than what we actually are acting out. You got it? Because faith comes by telling people where they're going, not where they are. You don't need no faith where you are. You already know where you're at. You need faith to get somewhere where you're going. All right? I mean, you know what I'm saying? You broke. Okay, I don't need no faith for that. Tell me how not to be broke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it transforms us. HBO, hear, believe, obey. You're supposed to come here, listen to this word, hear it, uh, believe it, obey it. That's all you have to do. All right, HBO, somebody say HBO. HBO. Number three, it aligns us. How does it align us? It aligns us through <clears throat> hearing, hear, ear, hearing, right? Incline your ear. When you come to church, incline your ear. Not your eyes to your phones. Incline your ear to the word. Incline your ear. You want to hear, incline your ear, 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 hear. Got it? Incline your ear, then it goes to your heart. Intimacy, you endure it. Lord, I hide your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. I'm climbing my ears so your word can get to my heart, my affection. Amen. Meaning when you hear the word of God, then you make it a relationship with him because that's affection with his word. Whatever God's saying to you, you make a, you make a relationship with that word. And it becomes your affection Amen. that you may not sin against God, right? So it has to go from the hearing to the what? Heart. Then it goes to the head. Then it informs my mind what we're going to start doing. Amen. You got it? Amen. And then when it goes to my mind, then it's going to get to my hands. Then I'm going I'm to operate intimacy. I'm going I'm to I'm walk in it. I'm going to be on it, man. Don't, it's, it's bad to have somebody's hands on something that their heart's not in it. All right? Most of us come to church like this. We hear it. doesn't go to our heart. It goes to our head and our hands. So that's why you're not having no fun because it's not in your heart. It's not in your affections. All right, that's why you quit after a while. I don't want to do that no more because it was never in your heart. All right? You don't let it go. It has to go to my heart. I have to love it. I have to say, God, it's for you. All right? So when people say, I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do that more. If I can't run it, I can't just see that. Nah. All right, you need some humility too. But all what I'm saying is, it needs to go to your heart. It's for God. I'm endured to God. I love God. I'll do it. All right? Man, it's, it's love. I love seeing people's whose hearts and their head is informed of what they're doing and their hands are on it. Amen. You can just tell, man. You can just tell. So this is part about it. Man, faith in Christ aligns my hearing. I can hear it. It goes to my heart, and then it goes to my head, then it goes to my hands. I'm excited about it. Like, like most of you, you go to, you go to, you go to, to the job, and it, 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 you go to the job because that's what you need. You hear it. That's what you know you need to do. And then it goes to your head because you need some money, and it ain't in your heart, and then your hands are on it. Or your heart not in your job. Come on, talk to me. You hear, you understand what you need to do. It goes to your head. Get to work. And you put your hands on something that your heart's not in. And so that's why you can't get up on Monday. I used to work in a car, car plant, man. My, my heart wasn't in that, but my head understood that paycheck. <laughs> that paycheck was good. Oh, Lord, it was paying good back in, oh, Lord, Jesus. You know, and so... I went Monday, I was juiced up on Monday because I just came off Saturday and Sunday. So I'm juiced up on Monday, Tuesday, I'm out ready to quit. Wednesday, I'm saying, oh God, then I said, if I can make it to Thursday, I think the Thursday, I say Friday, payday. And then we start all over again on Monday. Anybody with me? Yeah. 
You know, <laughs> why? Because my heart wasn't in it. You got it? I used to work in the Air Force before I came full-time ministry at New Creation, and, and I would put in eight hours at, at the Air Force. My heart was not in it, but my hands were on it. Amen, because I had to pay for my kids. I had three kids, and so I, I like Wilford Hall and all that kind of stuff, so I, I, I got enough intelligence to keep my hands on this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I would drive from Lackland, where we live, over to here and put another five hours in with the church. But my heart was here, so I was never tired doing this. I was always tired going to the Air Force, but I was never tired coming here because my heart and my head and my hands were on it. You got it? So it's very, very important to align yourself in life with your hearing, with your heart, with your head, and with your hands. Got it? Very, very important. Got it. So now, we're uh, talking about living by faith, right? In chapter 3, you're saved. That means, you're saved means uh, you're, living, you're living holy. This is very important. You're living holy, you have the wisdom of God, and you have a vocation. Meaning you have a call from God. Everybody in here has a call from God, not just a preacher. Everybody is called by God. You got to know your vocation. All right? So the way you look at me, I know you don't know your vocation, but you need to know your vocation. All right? You're called by God, if anything, is to reconcile the world to Christ. You're called to God to have the ministry of reconciliation. Your ministry is to go out and connect the world to Christ, to be an influencer and go and, and connect people to Christ. That's your ministry. If you're not bringing people to Christ, you're, you're not uh, walking in your vocation. That's what he called you for. He didn't call you just to sit around and do nothing. He called you to go and be a witness for him and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You got it? So then I have a a life of devotion to God, or vocation and devotion to God. So I live a holy life. I'm separate under him. I use the wisdom of God to make decisions in life, and I have a vocation in life. That's how I'm getting saved. Number two. I suffer. You're going to suffer in this life. Don't let nobody tell you this is this, this best life now. That's foolishness. If you're in a war, see, see, if you're not suffering, you're not in a war. The Bible says we're in a spiritual warfare. You see, when people stop coming to church, people fall away, people do all that, that's, that's warfare. That's battle. You lost somebody. We lost somebody. All right? You, you, but you're so into yourself and in, in, in this American economy and that you think that everything going with you, that everything's fine. No, everything ain't fine, people. Not if, you read, if not if you're reading that book. That book says this world will come to an end. All right, he's going to destroy it if you believe in this book. Okay, you got it? So we suffer in this world. He says, you shall suffer persecution in this world. You will suffer in this world, people. He says, if you follow me, you're going to have trouble in the world. That's just, that's all, it's just, it's just trouble, all right? But be of good cheer. I've overcome this world. You store. That means the works you do on earth is stored in heaven. All right, so the works I do, listen, when I, get the, when I went to that, to that place, uh, 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 the car plant and all that kind of stuff, that was for me. That wasn't for heaven. If I win the NBA championship, that's for, that's for me. That ain't for heaven. God not going to reward me because I was an NBA champ. That platform, but if I use that platform for him to witness for him, now he's going to use that. You do works that are stored in heaven. So what are you right now doing that's going to go into heaven? Oh, all you do is consuming on earth. Your house that you buy ain't going to heaven. That's for you. But, but no, but it's a blessing. That's fine. All right? The car you buy, the clothes you wear, and all that stuff that you're trying to, to go after in this world is, does not translate stored in heaven. So what are you doing, people? What is your ministry that says, this work is going to heaven? I am so excited about it. Amen. Again, you look, at, you look at me like you don't know. 
So you need to get into a life group and find out, people. God did not create you to go to church. God created you to walk with him. Going to church is a part of it. You have a relationship with him. All right, number, two, number four. And then you see. That means you see eternity, or eternity so you can put it with, with temporary stuff. Meaning these things that I go through is just a light affliction in light of eternity. When I get to eternity, I say, oh, man, that was nothing. In light of eternity, when I look back at, at this little 60, 70, 80 years, wherever you live, into eternity, you say, oh, I can't take it, I can't take it. Remember, people, this is just temporary. In eternity, you're going to look back and say, that was nothing. That was no time at all. The Bible says your, your life is even like a vapor. You peer for a little while, then you're gone. Yes. Amen. Soon you get out of high school, it, soon you get out of high school, life's gone. I'm, I'm 60 years old. All right, so I, so I calculate 60 years old. They tell us men basically live 70, 72, right? So I got 12 more years, they say, right? They say if you're fortunate, you get to 80. So that's, that's 20 more years, right? Then I'm transitioning on out of here. If God give me them 20 years. You got it? So this is just a fleeting thing. So why we complain about something that's very temporary, just temporary. In light of eternity. Always look at life through eternity and not temporary things. And you'll find out, I can get through this because this is very, very temporary. You got it? All right, so chapter four. Four types of faith. We're going to go through these real quick. And everybody's walked through these before. Chapter four talks about the four types of faith. The first uh, faith is the word of faith. The word of faith is this. That, let's read it together. Faith that comes by hearing God's word and manifested by the spoken words of faith. All right? So the word of faith. So I'm speaking. Let's look at Romans 10. It says this. But what does it say? The word is what? Near you, in your mouth, and in your heart. Remember, mouth, heart, mouth, heart, mouth, heart, heart, mouth. Mouth, heart, heart, mouth. That is what? The word of faith which we preach. So the pastors and all of us, we preach the word of faith, meaning the words that contain God's faith. The words that, listen, the words that contain God's faith. That's why when you read it, you can't understand it because you got to have God's faith to, to read it, understand it. It's the words that contains God's faith. So you can mislead yourself when you're reading it because you can say, if you read it in, in the human terms, you're like, oh, what? No, it's the words that contains God's faith. So it's the word of faith that we preach. So I'm teaching faith to you, all right? Amen. Which we read, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart. This is the whole walk, people. Believing and confessing, believing and confessing, that's the whole walk. You hear it, you believe it, you put, and then you start confessing. Then you start telling people, I'm holy. Man, I walk, walk with God, I walk with God. I heard God's voice. You start talking like that because you hear it, then you start confessing it, all right? If you ain't confessing, you ain't believing. Your heart, that... God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved, delivered, okay? For with the heart one believes unto righteousness or right living. So you have to, again, when I say heart, heart makes you believe right, to do right, right? And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation, meaning you confess it. This is the same way that the Bible says that we understand that the world was framed by the word of God, meaning God spoke it into existence and it came to pass. That's why your words are very important. Don't say nothing that you're not going to bring to pass. Don't say nothing that you can't bring to pass because now you're killing your faith. That's why God won't say nothing because if he said it, it has to come to pass. So God don't just speak words. So when God says, when God speaks to me, I know it's going to come to pass. Because he don't speak nothing that don't come to pass because that's how he speaks. 
And that's how you're supposed to speak. If you tell somebody, I love you at the altar, that means that word should come to pass unto death. That means you're going to keep that word unto death or you're called unfaithful. You keep your words. You keep your words. Hey, you're going to do this? Yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Keep your word. You chase after your words. You're like God. You, you chase after your words, so don't say nothing. All right? Don't commit to nothing you can't keep. Because they are, they are words of faith. Have you ever heard some people say, uh, you know, we got, this, we got this, I hope you ain't looking. I got this uncle, and, and, you know, and we can't believe a word to come out of his mouth. Now, see, I got a lot of uncles, so if, if he, if, they, how would he know if it's him unless he do it? Right? 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 And like I said, I got a lot of uncles, and one of them just can't, you can't believe the things I'm going to If they said that, who you talking about me? How I'm talking about you? If I'm looking at it and you say that to me, I said, that ain't me. Love you. So, <laughs> so, so, I mean, we tell them all the time, man, you can't, Lord, I mean, he, he, you, know, you know, people just lie to be lying. And, 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 and there ain't no reason to lie, just lie. Like, but there, there's, you, you, you follow the conversation, right? And you say, like, there was no need to lie right there. Well, why lie? You know, like, but they're just per perpetual, you know. There's a place for you. Amen. <laughs> it made under salvation, all right? Keep on going, please. Romans 4, 17. Now, this is how God talks to you. Now, understand, when you're going to walk with him, I want, you to, I want you to get excited about your walk with God, right? This is how you walk with God. This is how God's going to talk to you. He's always going to talk to you. It's going to con contradict your, your conditions, always, always, all right? When God's talking, he's contradicting, all right, your, your, your conditions. Always remember, when God's talking, he's contradicting your, your conditions, all right? So it says, as is written, he's talking to Abraham, I have made you. I mean, as soon as God talks, he says it. Now, have you ever seen, see, this is why God won't ever say this. Have you ever seen a... a, a Whatever God says, it has to be. Or it's God lied, right? It has to be. So God can, we can say that that, that wall there is, is brown, whatever, right? Whatever. Women know colors. What, what, what is that color? Tan. Tan, right? Well, God can say it's black. Guess what? It just turned black. Because he can't lie. So whatever he says. So, many, so I have made you a father of many nations. Now, Abraham had trouble reproducing, right? But he said, I make you. He said, it ain't on you. All I need you to do is believe, people. He says, it ain't on you. When God says, I will do this, that means, don't worry. He going to do it. He said, say, like, hi. I'm go the key is, I have made you. Don't I'm asking you to do nothing. Oh, this, isn't it wonderful? I saved you. I ain't asking you to do nothing. I'm asking you just to believe that you're holy. I'm not asking you to be. I have made you holy, so believe what I told you that you are. Yes. I have made you my people, so just believe I'm your people. Don't try to be my people. I, I have made you my people. Glory. In the presence of him whom he believed, being Abraham believed God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things, what? Which do not exist as though they did. Powerful. He's going to always call those things that do not exist as though they did. So when, you, and when God speaks to you, don't look around, just believe. Get one. Having faith in God's word will always be a contradiction to your circumstances. Always. Always. You're healed. No, I'm not. The doctor just said I'm dying. You're healed. You're healed. Okay? Then you embrace it in your heart and you start believing it. All right? Chapter uh, number two. Measured faith. A measure, let's read together. A measure of faith given according to your ministry gifts to serve in the body. Everybody has a measure of faith, meaning whatever comes with your gift, uh, you're a singer, it's a measure of faith you can be able to do that, operate in. It says in uh, Romans, 
For I say, through the grace given to me, everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but thinks soberly, as God has dealt to each man one a measure of faith. And he's talking about those different gifts as you read this chapter. He's talking about the different gifts he's distributed to. Every gift has a measure of faith to operate in it. Fruit of faith. Now then you have the fruit of faith. The fruit of faith is this. Let's read together. One of the nine traits of the Holy Spirit that is nurtured under adverse circumstances. That's how the fruit come out, right? So you can develop a complete confidence, assurance, and reliance upon God and his word. And his word. It's a fruit, not a gift. Fruit has to be developed. Gift is given. Look at this. this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So everyone has faith, all right? First of all, you got saving faith, you got saved, right? But then also you have the fruit of faith or the faith that God wants to develop to be just like him. Let's look at it. Look at this, let's, let's, let's look at this one. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if, if it's really you, remember you're in the boat? Tell me to come to you walking on the water. So Peter said, hey, God, if that's you on the water, hey, let me get in on that action. He said, yes, come, word of faith, come, right? Jesus said, so Peter did what? He went over the side of the boat, and he walked on the water toward Jesus. Man, he was walking on water, y'all, because he believed in the faith of God, right? And he went toward who? Jesus. And he went to, toward who? Jesus. And he went toward who? Jesus. But when he, what? He How many people have you been walking toward Jesus, then you start seeing stuff? Huh? You start out good, you're walking on water, you're doing good, but then all of a sudden you start. Nobody asks you to look around, come toward Jesus, all right? Your faith is being developed, right? And the ways, and the strong winds and the ways are developing your faith to keep your mind on Jesus. And the ways, and he was what? Terrified and began to sink. See, when you start taking your focus off Jesus, you'll start sinking. And he said, save me, Lord. He shouted, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Then he said, what? You have so little faith, Jesus said, why did you doubt me? So little faith is when you cannot keep your eye on God to get to, get to God when he has told you to come. Got it? That's little faith. Little faith people always get distracted. They start good, but then they get distracted. All right? That's little faith. Let me show you some great faith. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. A satyrian came to Jesus and asked him would he, would he heal his servant. The Syrian answered and said, listen, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. This is great. Only speak a word. I don't, you don't need to come to my house, man. I'm so much, I, got somebody, I, I don't even believe that, right? And my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority. Have, I understand you. Jesus, you, you, you don't, you're under authority. Having soldiers under me, and I say, this one go, and, and he goes. And to another come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed him, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. So great faith is, man, just speak a word, God. I, I don't need to see anything. I just believe it. That's, that's, that's great faith. Little faith is what? You get distracted. Great faith is, I believe you have the authority. I don't even have to be there. It's done. Just speak it. And I believe it's done. Great faith, people are going to leave here with great faith. Like, yes! And then other people who are going to leave here, they're going to be, their, 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 their uh, faith needs to be developed, and they're going to leave here, yes! But then they're going to get home, and they're going to see the same situation they left, and they're going to get distracted. And they're going to lose their faith in Christ. Go ahead. Now the last one is gift of faith. 
Now, I love this one because we all operate in this because we know nothing about the Spirit. But you have the Spirit of God in you, right? And the Spirit of God sometimes brings a gift of faith in you that you may need it for a circumstance. Let's read it. One of the nine spiritual gifts of the Holy Spirit, which enables you to what? To believe God for the extraordinary without human belief or reasoning. Meaning it's the, it's the gift, of, it's about the Spirit, it's the gift, and you, will, you just go through it, man. You, you won't have no doubt because the Spirit is doing it for you. All right? Let's look at it. 1 Corinthians, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For the one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another, I'm going to teach these, to the, to the one, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit, to another, faith by the same Spirit, to another, gifts of healings. See, healings should be operated in the church because we have the Holy Spirit, right? By the same Spirit, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues to another interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. Now look at this, let's look at it. It says, nine gifts is word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, prophecy, various kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, gifts of, of faith, and gifts of healing, it should be really faith, okay? And then working of miracles. The word of wisdom, it's like you can get wisdom, like you have to say, what you gotta do is just come, just something like supernatural just comes over you and say, this is the decision that we need to make. Word of knowledge is you give somebody something that nobody else knew. That's the word of knowledge. So Sometimes you operate these things in your life. The certain of spirits is like, like when your husband come in, you kind of know, hey, so where you been? <laughs> something wrong, like, what, 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 what? It's a discerning of spirit, right? No, 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 really. So people, you know, people get around you long enough and you can discern their spirit. The spirit of God, if, if, if you're in danger or if you need to know something, the spirit of God will raise up and give you something. All right? Always be aware of that, but we've got to teach it so you can be aware of it. Go ahead. Now, this is what it says. The Holy Spirit manifests nine spiritual gifts. Number two, the gifts are given for a short term to meet a particular purpose. All right? It's just for a short term. I mean, I just can't go to the hospital and start healing folk. It's a short term. God's going to use me to heal this person. So I always tell people, man, come to the altar because you never know how the gift of healings may be working that day. Because we don't control them. Look at it. Spiritual gifts are given to edify the body, build the body up. The gifts are given to, given, are given to and through believers, but they don't stay with them. It's just used by them for the edifying of the body. The last one is Holy Spirit distributes the gifts as his will. I mean, you know, you can ask, God, Holy Spirit, help me. And then, you know, like your, your child is sick. He's like, Holy Spirit, can, he, can I get the gift of healing? I mean, you, you, you can ask, but it's at his will. And you just do it. Holy Spirit, man, we, can, we need to make a decision. Can I get the gift of wisdom right now for this particular patient? You can ask for it. You know, maybe no one give it to you. I don't know how God's going to use you, right? But sometimes it just comes up on you. Got it? You got it? And most of the time it just comes up on you and you just know, hey, I got it, right? Keep on. Let's, let's look at it. Let's look at Hebrews. The Hebrews says this. It was by faith that the people of Israel marched around Jericho for seven days and the walls came crashing down. That was the gift of faith. Because seven days they had to shut up. You know like seven days to walk around and nobody talk? That had to be faith, people. That was the gift of faith for that particular time for what? For the walls of Jericho to come down. Because I know if I had been in the wall of Keisha, I'd be walking Keisha. And they said, nobody say nothing. I know on the sixth day, like Keisha. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, right? I would have messed up the whole, the whole thing that was going on, right? But that's what it says, right? That's how it works. Got it? Go ahead. So Jesus answered and said to them, now this is the gift of faith that comes on some of us, right? 
have what? Faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, speak it, and be removed, and be cast into the sea, right? And does what? Not doubt in his heart, but believes that he, what the things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. That's powerful faith. That is supernatural faith. That is faith from the Spirit of God that able to speak to a mountain or a trouble and tell it where to go and does not doubt and tell everybody what's going to happen. That's the gift of faith. And you don't even know. You run in your mouth and you say, oh, you'd be, you be scared. Like, oh, my God, what am I saying? Because it has come up on you. Oh, it's exciting to walk in Jesus Christ, people. It's exciting to walk in these gifts of the Spirit. You never know when they hit you, man. Sometimes you're sitting at home making a wait and say, Holy Spirit, can you help me with this decision? A lot of times you make a decision and all that kind of stuff. Holy Spirit, he will rise up and give to you on particular times when you stuck to help you out. Let's look at this. Just then, a woman who had suffered for 12 years with inst- was constant bleeding came behind him. She touched the fringe of his robe. For this is what she said. The gift of faith came on her. She said, for this thought, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. She confessed that the gift of faith came upon her. She said, I can just touch this robe. Look at this. Jesus turned around and, said, and when he saw her, he said, daughter, be encouraged. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was healed at that time. Isn't that something? Huh? It just came up on her, man. It just came up. Pow. Wow, it just came up on her. This came up. Somebody say, just came up on her. Somebody say, just came up on her. So we had this thing here, and I want I to share this, this uh, testimony with you. I want my wife to come up here, because we went through this, this period of time. Let's tell you how it works to give you a practical application. When Brittany was around, my wife can tell you the story, whatever, about three or four or five, whatever she was, she, she became really, really ill, all right? And so she was beginning to t- deteriorate before my eyes. And I get all emotional about it when I think about it. And so uh, it was, they didn't know, there was all these tests, man, and, and uh, it was just wild, man. And they were talking about, they did, she did every test known to me. I'm telling you, the bone marrow test, the, all these cancer tests, and you got to, then the, the thing about it is, and you know, the thing about it is you got to wait for them to come back, you know, and all that. And, and so I, I went through a period of time, come on up. What you said, I tell her how to come up here. <laughs> Didn't she hear the voice? I mean, do you <laughs> Front me in front of these people. <laughs> and and uh, what happened during that period of time, I was the man of God. I know more word than her, all right? I'm telling you, I know more word than her and all that kind of stuff. But the gift of faith came on her. I was already calling home to my mama, telling them, I don't know about Brittany. All right? Now you go ahead and tell them what you do. Oh, yeah, that's, now that, see, that's, that's the good picture. We didn't find the ones in the hospital. I remember going to the hospital, and my wife, my crazy wife, she was in there taking pictures. I said, don't take a picture like that. Don't take no picture. I don't want you picture, because I'm already thinking, bad out. I mean, why well, I want to I will never see these pictures again. Why are you taking these pictures? She was literally deteriorating. And they couldn't, they didn't, they couldn't do nothing for it because they can't, they can't uh, do anything if they don't know what it is. So they won't give you nothing. Um, one thing I just want to start off saying, just the first, is that whenever, when you, as mothers, as fathers, you know when your child is sick. That particular day, I took Brittany to the doctor. Took her to the doctor. They told me she had a virus and take her back home. I took her back home for two hours. She screamed and cried the whole time. I said, no, something else is wrong with her. I went back, I said, I told them, something is wrong with my daughter. She's just screaming and crying. They admitted her to the hospital, and then we fell. Yes, Wilford Hall, yeah. 
<laughs> yes. So they admitted her. They admitted her to the hospital, and then we found out, which was very, very strange, because at that time Brittany was three years old. Brittany was three years old. They determined that she had something called pancreatitis, which only adults get pancreatitis. So that's why it took a long time for her to get diagnosed with that. Was because it's only for adults. So anyway, so she got pancreatitis, and after the pancreatitis, every day, Brittany's temperature would go up at night. It would spike at night. Her temperature would go up to 104 every night. Starting from 3 o'clock in the, in the afternoon, her temperature would go up. So after she got through the pancreatitis, it was, uh, it was, it was one week with nothing but fluids. You medical people know that. Uh, for one week with nothing but fluids, well, it didn't stop. The temperature kept going up. So they started running all kinds of tests, as my husband said. They started, they thought maybe she had Crohn's disease, that she maybe had cystic fibrosis, maybe she had cancer. And so they would come to us and they would say, uh, yeah, well, we're going to test. We think that she might have cystic fibrosis. And I'd say, no, she don't have cystic fibrosis. And so my husband would say, Nitris, just listen to the doctor. I said, no, because I'm telling you. <laughs> I tell you guys. No, no, see, this, this, I'm the man of faith, right? Hold on. I was telling her, no, she told her, after a while they were coming to all these tests and these tests, mm -hmm. Joan L. understand, and we're getting tired of these tests. So I said, just let them name it something so I can rebuke it. Yeah, yeah. I said, no. I said, no, I would not allow him to name it something. Because what I told him, and I praise God, and, I, and, and thank you for this teaching today, because I did not realize, because I've said since then, I said, oh, I wish I had that faith that I had back when Brittany was a little girl, not realizing that it was a gift of faith. So anyway, so, so I said, no, we're not going to call it anything, because I truly believed in my heart that if my daughter was going to die, I said, God didn't tell me she was going to die. And so that's what I kept walking in. God didn't tell me she was going to die. So when they would come to me and tell me, you know, okay, we really think she got this, I said, I would tell them, no, she don't have that. And so one day, it was one particular uh, doctor, Dr. Pelzinski, never forget her, sweetest lady. And she fine, came, too. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot all that. Yeah, she was the pretty doctor. She uh, was. Uh, uh, Pastor Darren, Brother Darren at the time, he'd come up there, oh, you ain't coming to see Brittany, you come to see the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> You know, so anyway, so that was, I, I believe that that was when it was a test for the cystic fibrosis, and I think, I, I hope, I think it was, and it was like a test that was three days. Well, they started already giving her, uh, they started the, the, uh, the IVs, is that right, Dr. Barn? They started, they started the IVs on her because they just knew that she was going to have it, and I kept on, no, she's not going to have that. So that was on a Friday. On Monday, they came in and they started taking the, taking the IV out. And I said, well, what are you guys doing? They said, we got an order from the doctor to remove the IV. And so I said, yeah, because the doctor comes in and said, we just don't know what it is, but she doesn't have it. I said, I told you guys she did not have it. Well, my mother, I'm going to tell you, don't, let, don't allow. When, you got, when you're walking in faith, don't allow negative. I would not allow any negative to come in. This, this, my this, mother, is, this is when I thought she lost it because she was yeah, going off on did. everybody. She was they putting did. me out everybody. Everybody yeah, just get out. Everybody, that's right. That's right. No, no, really. She was yeah. just, everybody get out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Brittany would be laying in the bed, and I'm telling you, she looked like a little Ethiopian. Her stomach was distended. She was all swollen. She, I'm telling you, if you, God told me, don't be moved by what you see. He told me, remember, remember, you prayed for her when she was an infant. Yeah. 
And when each one of my kids were infants in their cribs, I prayed. I prayed against crib death. I prayed against diseases. I prayed against that thing, that stuff for them. So anyway, so, so I keep going. I'm going everywhere because it's so long. I know, baby. Time's up. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, but I wanted to say this. My mother, too, poor my mom, she thought I was crazy as well. So she would come into the room. People would come in, and they'd start crying over her. And I would tell them, no, 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 no. Uh, 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 uh. You got to go. If you're going to cry, you got to leave. I can't have no negative. So I can I only have faith in here. I can't have no negative, no nothing negative in here. So if you're going to cry, you're going to have to go. And I had my, my girlfriend, I had a, another girlfriend. She pulled her, she pulled her fiance out in the hallway at that time, Dean Brooks. She pulled her, boy, her, her um, fiance out in the hallway at that time. And she told him, she said, Nietzsche's, I told him, I think that she's really lost it. I think that she's lost it because I would not allow negative, but I praise God for the gift of faith. I believe that because of the gift of faith that my daughter is here today, the doctors told us what they told us. They said, they said what, what this could be, but we strong, we do not think it is. What, but what it could be is fever of unknown origin. I said, okay, that's what we're going for. That's what we're gonna call it. And to this day, on Britney's records, what does it say? Fever of unknown origin. So I just praise God. I praise God because it was faith. Now, I, I so wish that I could walk in that. I do. I praise God. I say, God, give me that faith. But until this teaching today, I understand that it is a gift of faith. And I needed that faith at that particular time in order for my daughter to, to live. And I believe that. So praise God. Amen. 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 Thank you. So that's a practical thing. So. Look for it to happen in your life. It'll just, it'll just come. You can't control it. It'll come, and people think you're crazy. But it's a gift from God to be used for a particular time to get you through that. Amen? Amen. Amen. So last thing is the takeaway is word of faith, measured faith, fruit of faith, and the gift of faith. Did you receive this on the morning? Amen. Amen. Sorry, Please stand on your feet. Finally, Father, we thank you. We give you all praise and honor and glory. We thank you for the different elements of faith that, work, that are operating in our life. Make us aware, God, when you're developing faith, when you're giving us a gift of faith, and God, the word of faith that we must all begin to learn how to speak. God, we thank you. We give you all praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen.